Hello and welcome to this Patreon episode, this solo episode, my first solo episode that I'm doing. Um, this is Caleb from We Call It Soccer and Two United Fans. If you didn't know that and by my voice and your Patreon subscriber, it's a little weird to be honest, um, but cool, cool that you're subscribing. Weird, you don't know my voice by now. Um, a little background to why I'm choosing this topic and why I'm going to continue to focus on this topic in the future. Um, back when Colin was on the podcast, when we were taking notes, we would um, talk music a lot in between highlights and talking about soccer. And we would you know, show each other videos, uh, do each other's artists to check out or albums to listen to. And we joked about doing a music podcast at some point, which obviously never happened for many reasons. So this is kind of my continuation of that, um, doing a music podcast kind of, basically me talking to Mike about music that I enjoy and people listening to it, which is terrifying and neat all at the same time. Um, for this uh, one episode a month series, these solo episodes, I will be doing albums I think um, I really enjoy that have just come out, ones that are really important to... Um, just music as a whole or to society as a whole, I believe, and also albums from the past that I believe deserve more credit, more hype, as the kids are saying. Are they still saying that? No one's here to answer me. I'm a solo. I don't know why I asked that. Uh, this week, uh, we're going to start out with an album that came out just this month um, from rap hip-hop duo Run the Jewels. Um, Run the Jewels is a duo to consisting of rapper slash producer El Producto, shortened for LP, on stage, and Killer Mike. Uh, you might recognize that that second name, Killer Mike, from uh, an eight, eight nine-minute uh, speech he gave at an Atlanta press conference right when the protests started. Um, the protests, of course, in response to the killings of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and Armad Arbery. Um, this album was actually released early in response to the underwent protest in support of the protesters. Um, it was to come out on June 5th. It came out June 3rd uh, with a company note that read, quote, fuck it, why wait? The world is infested with bullshit, so here's something raw to listen to, to while you deal with it all. We hope this brings you some joy. Stay safe and hopeful out there, and thank you for giving two friends the chance to be heard and do what they love. With sincere love and gratitude, Jamie and Mike. So this was in, uh, this debuted their fourth studio album, RTJ4. Very easy to remember which one's their fourth. Um, they've they started they started uh, their fir- the first album came out back in 2013. Run the Jewels two came out in 2015. Run the Jewels 3 came out 2016, and then RTJ4 just came out. All of these albums are fantastic. All these albums are great. The the lyricism and um, just in-your-face flow that both LP and Killer Mike have is just fantastic. And the way they work off it, one another is seamless it's hard to believe they've only been together for about seven years it seems like they've been doing this their entire lives with each other um and rtj4 i think really delves into kind of 
what's going on in the world right now. This it obviously wasn't written for this time, but it's it's very um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's very I. <laughs> They they were they had a Rolling Stone article where they said they wished that this album wasn't so I guess prescient to the moment right now. Um, there are references to Eric Garner in the album in the song, especially "Watching in the Snow," um, that could easily be about George Floyd, and there's plenty of times on this album where a crooked cop gets what's coming to him or they mention police brutality or they mention poverty or they mention just everything just going on and it starts off with just an absolute are the kids still saying banner again no one's here to answer me an absolute banner called yankee and the brave yankee referencing uh lp who's from new york the brave Referencing uh, Killer Mike was from Atlanta. Um, this song, they joked that it was their like 80s buddy outlaw TV series. Their theme music, theme music to that, and it's very probably the, it's, I think it's the shortest song on the record at two minutes twenty seven seconds. And it, but it they packed so much into this first album, and it's it's this first song, and it, it starts off the album, I think. Perfectly. Um, and there's a theme in this album where, um, in previous albums, LP and Killer Mike kind of shared the spotlight. And I think one of the hardest things to do, especially as a performer, is to step back and let someone else take the spotlight. That's what LP does in this album. He lets Killer Mike, excuse me, go so hard and kind of steps back and lets him have, say, what he needs to say and the one line that stands out um i mean this whole song is kind of painting the uh picture that these guys are on the run from the cops and somehow lp gets away till mike is is cornered and his verse is the fourth verse that he raps until mike raps is uh i got one round left a hundred cops outside i could shoot at them or put one between my eyes chose the latter it don't matter it ain't suicide and if the news say it was that's a goddamn lie and then in response to that lp says i got the grand net referencing the car that's on the cover of the single running in the alley outside now michael run like you hungry and get your ass in the ride i'd rather not have you than have i'd rather have and not need you than watch your rotten demise and you still owe me for the nights you do not get to just die. <laughs> so Killer Mike, this character that he's created in this TV show, in this theme song, in this theme music, a picture it just Killer Mike cornered and LP just waiting for him in his, this <laughs> in this car, and uh, Killer Mike responds to that with, "My brother made a point, so out the back door I'm a slide. I'm chubby, husky thighs scrubbing, fucking up my Levi's." A crooked copper got the dropper. I put lead in his eye because we heard he murdered a black child, so none of us cried. And that's, why, that's the first reference in this album to 
the response to police brutality and it's definitely not the last um the outro to the song which is right after that last verse is saying by both Trillamite and LP Yankee and the Brave are here everybody hit the deck we don't mean no harm but we truly mean all the disrespect and this album is just so so it's It's weird to say it's full of disrespect, but they're just so in your face and so. And it's the the bravado in this album is just to an eleven, on a scale of one to ten, of course, and it's fucking fantastic. Um, it, uh, Yankee the Brave runs into Ooh La La, which features uh, Greg Nice and DJ Premier. Greg Nice is an old. Uh, um, hip hop legend who they who they uh, sample here with the chorus, which is ooh la la ah wee wee, and this is a, their first um, s- single off the album, and well, f- single after I guess Eighty the Brave was the first single, ooh la la is the second single. Uh, these two songs, according to the Rolling Stone article, were recorded on the same day, and the energy in these two songs. It, match very well um and i'm not gonna say any well i guess we're, we're doing it live this is there's no cuts here so um again this killer mites verses are just so uh i guess raw and it feels weird to say that but uh in the rolling stone art interview lp said that he they kind of went over their writing, how they write their verses and lyrics, and LP will write his out, edit his, edit his again, edit them again, and then go. And Trilla Mike just does it from from his heart. And and when he gets it right, it's so fucking good. Um, one that stands out to me in this one is, I used to love Bruce, but live my Vita Lota. Help me understand, I'm probably more of a joker. When we... Usher and Chaos just know that we did it smiling. Cannibals on the island, inmates run the asylum. Um, that's the last verse that, and then the uh, chorus that Greg Nice and LP sing, take out, take out the next song, Out of Sight. Um, this song wasn't my favorite on the album. Um, but it's it probably has my favorite one of my favorite LP verses. Um, but I think this feature is two is uh, featured on this on this song is Two Chains, who I know more of a trap rapper. Who it, a lot of uh, for those who don't know trap music um, and heavy beats and kind of low um, lo-fi mumble rap kind of um with a lot of repeated words that rhyme and this is the first two cha- this is the first two chains verse i've enjoyed because you can understand what he's saying um and has that has a, a nice uh humor to it um I, th- I think my favorite 
line from him here is hello mr bitch say if the bitch teller trying to get ranked i buy a hot dog stand if i'm trying to be frank just a quick little aside that um brings that humor that two chains brings to this song and it's just um a very another another great feature in this album um that's on holy calamifuck which is just great based on the name alone um And this is where Killer Mike really gets kind of, I guess in the previous, in the previous uh, albums, he mentions Killing a lot, which, duh, his name is Killer Mike, but this was the first time I noticed um, where he mentions masculine. <laughs> uh, the Law of Fire, the Non-Complier, the Death to Fire, the Mike Myers, Murder Rapper for Hire. Um this is, a, I mean, they're all great songs. I don't know I'm going through one 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 Again, I'm just feeling this out. Um, Goonies versus E.T. has a very heavy bass to it, which I enjoy. The intro is LP's voice kind of uh, pitched lower one or two octaves. And it's, 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 it's unsettling at first. It really is. But after a few listens it it's just it, it's easy to vibe to um but then we probably get to the best two songs on the on the album right in a row uh number one is walking in the snow um features james the boo who this chorus is just absolutely fantastic just uh just chorus had just got, got done walking in the snow god damn that motherfucker's cold and it the way it 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 vibes and the way it goes is just it really gets you into a head it, it, it's easy to just kind of vibe to this song and then you listen to the lyrics and you're like holy shit um lp is in here rapping about um putting kids in prisons um feeling the death machine that'll kill all of us including the people who are feeling it um, but Killer Mites verse is the highlight for me on this entire album. Um, I'm not going to do it justice. Obviously I'm a white boy from rural Wisconsin, but if you listen to any songs from this album, listen to this one. It is, it's hard to listen to. This is the song where this is the verse where, um, he references Eric Garner, but as easily could be switched out is, uh, George Floyd. Um, I'm just gonna read it. And and every day in the evening news, they feed you f- fear for free, and you so numb, you watch the cops choke out a man like me, until my voice goes from a shriek to whisper, I can't breathe. And that last line, I can't breathe, he actually whispers to give it more effect and give you more. I mean, when when I first listened to this album, I was working, so I kind of was basically on the background was unfortunate in my work and that like the music cuts out and it's just Killer Mike going I can't breathe and that kind of wakes you up you're like what whoa what did he what did he just say all right to restart this and I listen to the whole entire thing um and after that he goes from a kind of a uh easy uh flow to he gets more um rapid and anxious and uh 
it, it, it seems more urgent. And at the end, he ends this verse with, all of us serve the same masters, all of us nothing but slaves. Never forget the story of Jesus, the hero was killed by the state. And I, I it's, it, 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 I'm going to be honest with you guys, it feels really weird to be like, oh man, that's a great lyric that I just read out loud. It'd be great if you would listen to it. It, it, it made much more sense if you listen to this album first and then listen to me rave about how great it is. Um, we move on to the next song, which is called Just. The S is stylized as a dollar sign, featuring Zat De La Rocha, the lead singer from Rage Against the Machine, and Pharrell Williams. Pharrell sings the chorus, which... Um, it's how the song starts out and it's master economics because you took yourself from squalor master academics because your grades say you a scholar mastered instagram because you can instant data follow look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar and and do that one more time and at the end it's that the other roach imagine the guy from Rage of the machine streaming look at all these slave masters and that's how the song starts um it's it's I think my favorite um my favorite feature on this album is Zach Taylor Rocha. He was on the second album in the song Close Your Eyes and Count to Fuck, which I didn't do that right in algebra, but I don't think means any numbers. Um it could be it could be uh, one of those equations I just fell asleep during. Um but you don't really realize how uh how good a rapper Zach Taylor Rocha is. And like, he holds his own next to two of the better ones doing it today with Killer Mike and LP. And it's pretty impressive. Um, never looked back in the ground below. For me, um, don't really stand out that much. They're, they're good songs, but on this entire album, like where almost every song is elevated, almost every song on here is one I have to repeat two or three times to listen to. Uh, Never Look Back in the Ground Blow kind of fade for me. They're great songs, don't get me wrong, but that's just... If I had to choose my two least favorite, it's probably those two. That doesn't mean they're bad. They're just like an 8 out of 10 instead of a 10 out of 10 or higher. Which, again, failed out. Didn't do well in algebra. That's possible, right? 11, 12 out of 10? Nah, okay. Again, I'm asking questions. No one's going to answer me. <laughs> I'm solo. There's no rules. Um, let's move on to the second to the last song, the penultimate song, Pulling the Pin, featuring Josh Homme, who's the guitarist lead singer of Queens of the Stone Age, on guitar, and Mavis Staples, who is a soul singer and is just perfectly placed in this song. Perfectly placed. Um, again, the... The verses from LP and Killer Mike are, in this one, are heartbreaking and angry and seem hopeless at some points. And it only am amplified by the chorus uh, from Mavis Staples, which goes, And at best, I'm just getting it wrong. And at worst, I've been right from the start. It hurts, I'm being torn apart. There's a grenade in my heart, and the pin is in their palm. And again, it feels really weird to be like, wow, but that's just how I feel. And then the last chorus is static in my mind, like sanity on borrowed time, like right 
and Ron can't be defined. There's an ornate in my heart and the pin is in their palm. Again, Mavis Staples, when you think of Run the Jewels, you don't really think of a soul senior coming in and just stealing all the spotlight. Uh, Mavis Staples really does in this song and it's absolutely fantastic. And she is, she's a national treasure. And yeah, <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, oh, here's a fun journey game. Uh, restart this podcast and take a drink every time I say fantastic. Are you dead yet? Probably. Uh, but luckily we move on to the final song, the longest song on this album. Uh, a few words to the, a few words for the firing squad. And the beat in this song is infectious. It's really thumping and kind of going, but it's, it's slow. You kind of have to build yourself into it. And this is really, really confessional from both LP and Killer Mike. Um, from LP, I used to want to get the chance to show the world I'm smart. Ha! Isn't that dumb? I should have been focused mostly on the heart. Because I've seen smarter people trample life like it's art. So being smart ain't what it used to be. That's fucking dark. You ever notice the worst of us ha- have all the chips? It really kind of takes the sheen off people getting rich. And maybe rich is not the holy ever loving. Chain of nothing fuckers. No... We know you're bluffing. You're dealing with the motherfucking money, money runners. Um, and Killer Mike, it this is it's the verse that re- that references his mother passing, how he went through it, his grief. Um, it's heartbreaking. It's it's hard to listen to, but it's the way they're. Laying everything out on the table in this final song of the album is fantastic. Um, just see here. Uh, so Killer Might ends this song with, uh, or ends the their portion that run the jewels portion with for the truth tellers tied to the whipping post left beaten battered bruised for the ones whose body hung from a tree like a piece of strange fruit go hard last words of the firing squad was fuck you too there's a long instrumental break which is haunting and beautiful and then the outro is from matt sweeney and asap ferg and it ends with yankee and the brave repeated over and over and over again and I've read, I think it was from the Ringer uh, review of this. And yeah, the last song is a few words of the firing squad, but we never hear the gunshots. So our heroes, Yankee and the Brave, got away. Um, I hope you enjoyed this. Um, I rambled a little bit. If you like the song by song thing, let me know. If you don't, I can change it up again. There are no rules. Who cares? Ha <laughs> um, Next week, I'll be talking about the album, uh, where have all the merrymakers gone from uh, Harvey Danger, an album that I believe deserves more uh, credit for how great it is. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for subscribing to the Patreon and hope you hope to hear back from me, hear some feedback. Thank you. <laughs>